Welcome to the 160th edition of the Guna Podcast. This is your host, Kevin Witcher. And we are recording this on the Tuesday evening before Arsenal face West Ham on a Wednesday night game at the Olympic Stadium. I will keep the panel introductions very brief this month, as you are all very familiar with these particular panellists. So it's almost a case of no introduction needed, However, let's at least say hello to number one, returning for the first time this season, our doom and gloom specialist, Mr. David Udo. <laughs> hello there. Number two, fresh from getting the latest edition of the Hampstead Village Voice to press, with many an Arsenal face within, it's Mr. Mustafa Goldstein. Hello. And number three, gracing us with his presence on a more regular basis this season, the Highbury spy himself, Mr. Steve Ashford. Hello. Right, gentlemen, so I'm just going to read <coughs> the games we've had since the last podcast, which was during the international break. We had a home win against Spurs. De- hey! Defeat in Cologne. <laughs> although we managed to win the group in, hey! in doing so. Then we had the 5 0 thumping of Huddersfield. Hey! A last minute winner at Burnley. Hey! A 3 1 home defeat to Manchester United. <laughs> The 6-0 thrashing of Barté Boris. <laughs> and to end the away draw at Southampton. <laughs> so, um, is it just a typical Arsenal season we're witnessing here? I mean, There were too many wins in that description, Kev. It was a honest. good November. Uh, really yeah, yeah, yeah. November. Better November than normal. <clears throat> Much better November yeah. than normal. Yeah. But um, the most well, you were as good as your last match. Well, your last two matches, and our, our last two matches were diabolical. Right. You know, the way we started the game defensively. You just wonder, after all these years, mm. when anyone on that coaching staff is going to learn, you know, how to keep a clean sheet, how not to throw games away when they really matter. You know, after, after giving two goals away in the first five minutes or ten minutes against United, to then go to Southampton and be one down after two minutes, is was that... I mean, I'll, well, I must admit, I missed the first five minutes of the match. I was out in the car. I said, before I even got home and started watching the game, we were 1-0 we were down. I was furious. Absolutely furious. You just think, why, oh, why, oh, why? When are we going to learn? And then you see the goal, and you just see Murtasaki give the ball away terribly, then fall over like Bambi on ice, and you know, no one tracks their man. And, mm. and then they could have gone three up. You know, They hit the bar, but he was offside with that one. And then Austin was through again, and Czech saved us. And you're just thinking, that never happens to any other team. Why is it always us? You, 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 you made, made the point to start with, which I made in the editorial, I, I, uh, editorial match report I did the Southampton game. I mean, you look at our coaching team, 
And you've got the likes of Jens Lehmann. You've got Steve Bowles, the assistant manager. And based on their playing CVs, they know defence inside out. So you'd expect them to be very good at what they do. But they're like all of us. You just follow the instructions of your line manager. So they may suggest to, well, they may want to suggest to Arsenal to do things a certain way. But they're ordered by him to coach it this way. And what else do we do? Borrow Premier Act, who's been with me for the last 20 years? Do it like this. Yeah, do it that way. We're going to be absolutely fine. Oh. Uh, the man does not know how to defend. No. I mean, look, I mean, you look at, look at the, the good defences he's had during his 20 years at the club. One, he was lucky and inherited. And then the second one was put together by sheer chance. Um, Sam Campbell, he didn't want for financial reasons, and David Dean bought him. Um, our left-back was supposed to sign for Crystal Palace when it found out that Savinho's work permit was actually drawn in crayon. So we had to keep some <laughs> Ashley Cole. Um, our right-back was bought as a central midfield player from Real Mallorca and got converted into an attacking right-back who took our penalties. And the other centre-half was uh, an Ivorian centre-forward who only played the centre-half because of Keown's injuries. Again, sheer luck. Since then, dire. I know. I don't <clears throat> go back to Sunday. <clears throat> Kalazinac, Kalazinac. <clears throat> when we were going forward in the second half and we camped out in their area, why, oh, why, oh, why does he just keep going... Backwards, sideways, backwards, sideways. He must have had ten opportunities in the second half on, on Sunday to, to just get a bit of burst of speed on, take the right back on, get behind the right back, get across him. But that's what he was doing it when back. he first came. Exactly. That's what he was doing. It's like Vermeulen. Vermeulen's first yeah. game, scored a blinder, <clears throat> attack, attack, attack. And now he's had a couple of months under Wenger and it's yeah. trying to calm down, just pass it back. Yeah, same, yeah. same as Chaka. Yeah. His first two games, 35-yard efforts into the top corner. And you can see Wenger clap it, standing up, doing the two handshakes, turning around to Pimerak, saying, we'll coach that out of him. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, Kuznach is saying, I don't yeah, get yeah. that. Why would you All do that? All of his attacking instinct has been coached out of him. You know. Well, it is, it is the style of the, pl- the play. And am I right in thinking... That basically the defenders are under instruction to play. Keep the, possession. The perfect pass. Yeah. And there isn't a lot of wiggle room there if they get it a little bit wrong. Well, well Bellerin on the other flank, I mean, he does take his man on, so he's obviously told not to pass it sideways. He does take his man on, but he put, nine times out of ten, he balloons it over the bar. Or kicks Terrible it over the defender. In, in fairness, Kev's talking about the, the back three, because obviously yeah. you play a three, four, two, one. And, um, you know, Mustafa, I mean, look at the, you know, the, the two Manchester United goals we conceded. I mean, why do our defenders seem to think that they're Beckenbauer? They must be, uh, they must be brilliant in training and do it perfectly when they're, you know, playing 30-yard balls past lazy midfielders who they play against in training. But you would have thought it'd be once bit and twice shy. But for yeah. us to do it twice in nine minutes and the game over before half the crowd sat down, it was ridiculous mm. and shameful. I've got to say, yeah. I'm a little bit, um, I'm, I'm not more than a little bit annoyed with, I'm not, I'm not feeling confidence in Bellerin at all. Haven't done for a while. Um, and, I, and I'm afraid Monreal is, I'm getting a bit sick of the sight of him chasing back, watching an opposition member put the ball in the back of our net. Uh, he always seems to be in the wrong place. Or, uh, and that, you know, against Man United, the Mustafi, I mean, Mustafi just had to pass it to him, surely. You know, he was there and OK, he was marked. And to be fair, Man United were, you know, they were harrying us and they were having a go at us. And... Uh, Something we don't seem to do that much. You know, no, remember no, we used to. We don't. When we were great, we used to hunt in packs. That's mm. what we did. Mm. You, you don't give someone the oxygen to breathe. We look at City. Best form of attack is uh, defence. Is attack. You know. So one two one at um, Man United on Saturday, Sunday, and all, all the pundits in the after-match discussions 
They were all saying the reason United were so passive was because City never let them have the ball. As soon as they got it, there was two, three, four City men on them, all round the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. Yeah. If City can do that, you know, that's the template. How come we don't do it? You see, Man City are a very, very odd side. They, they play 4-1-4-1. And the back four, they've got this very boring, very simple Brazilian defensive central midfielder who they pass to. And then he passes to one of the four brilliant players in front of him. And they've got a magic centre forward. If only we had a team like that with Gilberto <laughs> Silva, who played behind four brilliant midfielders and then Thierry Henry stuck on... Oh, no, we did. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. this is the thing. Personnel, right? You've got to say, if you look at... Chelsea, Man City, Man United even now, they're players and our players. And if you, if I, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to name and shame here. I'm going to say that Shaka, uh, I'm afraid people won't agree with me, but Ramsey, uh, Bellerin, uh, I don't think those, for me, those three players in particular at the moment are not, they don't seem to be at the level required. I, I they're, they're, they're not I, in the world of brilliance. I agree with you with Zaka. I think the other two are worth their place. But if you watch Bellerin week in, week out, the amount of errors he makes and mm. the amount of, amount of bad positioning, you know, and just like, let, you know, just not knowing where he is. Do um, think we should switch to a back four and well, maybe I, put Debussy in? I, I, I well, see Bellerin. I think it's personnel. I if you watch Bellerin in Spanish under 21 games, he looks red hot. If you look in Welsh national games, Ramsey and Bale are leagues above everyone else on the pitch. Yeah. Um, Again, our player uh, Chaka, he's a number ten for Switzerland. who looks fantastic. These yeah, players, when he's playing these, Romania, these players yeah. follow. No, no, Basti. These, these players are following the instructions of their manager. If they didn't, they would be on the bench straight away. But um, you know, uh, like when you see both players before they go on the pitch, Fenger puts the arm round, talks in their ear. You never see the players turning around saying, "I'm not being funny," but we've been doing that for seventy minutes. Well, don't you think it might be that when that when Bellerin's playing for the Spanish under twenty ones or? Ramsey's playing for Wales it's, it's a slightly different level a lot of the time than when you're playing against City or in the Premiership you know if you're playing well, hang on a minute Basti Wales reached the semi-finals of the Euros yeah he, Ramsey had a very good Euros and they were knocked out for the game Ramsey was suspended yeah but that yeah so, <laughs> yeah, no, so Ramsey but that's Ramsey teams? isn't it Ramsey had a blinding season for us what two seasons ago your, your, your argument is the opposition Wales face is not of the same quality of the Premier League. Well, no, that's okay. Maybe that argument's not so not such well, a good. One. But in Ramsey's case, I'd say that yeah, of course he had the best season of all time. He was amazing, and, and you know, at the end of the season, he'll win us an FA Cup or score a blinding goal against Everton at home or whatever, right? But he's not consistently a player of class uh, of the sort of class that you know he puts when you. So, I don't look. We can't all be Dennis Bergkamp, right? But you do expect a certain level of quality of passing, quality balls put in, and when someone's in front of goal, to get it on target, not sky it all the time. You know, when Shaka or Ramsey are in front of goal and about to shoot, I just go, oh, they're going to scuff it. His technique when he kicks the ball, uh, Ram uh, Ramsey as well. I mean, you can see when he's kicking the ball, he's scuffing it before he's kicked it. It was a magic layoff for Lacazette against Man United. Special assist, in fact. Yeah, that was good. He's good at those deft little things, but look, that's playground football, that's like Carnu, isn't it? But can you just shoot at goal when you're in front of it? That that you know, simple stuff like that, that the bread and butter football, those are the chances you've got to put away. All this flicky flicky, which we we do over flick 
I mean, I think sometimes we oh, flick ourselves oh, to death. God, yeah. You know, and, and, and we're good at the odd flick. Sabutio, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're good at the odd flick. Great, and I, I mean, even I mean, even well, Sanchez uh, is guilty of that. The, the overplaying. So, so the elephant in the room that we've not mentioned, <laughs> the manager. Would all these players and our system and our formation would would a new manager get more out of these players than what the current one is? Well, it depends on the manager, obviously, <coughs> but uh, quite possibly yes. I think he would have done. Look at Leicester at the start of the season; they were absolutely terrible, and then they got rid of their crap manager and got a very good manager in Cloud Well, and they're a different side mm. with exactly the same players because the transfer yeah, window was yeah, shut. Yeah, look, I mean, I think we've we've all been agreed for a few years now that um, maybe it's time for Monsieur Wenger to, you know gracefully bow out which he never does he always I mean I think you know he's addicted to more and he, he, he just thinks he can still win a league mm. but I, I, you know I can't see it happening no. under him can you I'm very sad and worried the only way we get rid of him would be God forbid he does a jock steam oh. well uh, let's uh, while we're on the subject of defence bring in some uh, listener uh, questions and topics a regular uh, contributor is Joe Gagliardi and he says I love the BFG but isn't it time that either Holding or Chambers, if fit, are picked ahead of Per? Both are young enough to handle playing Thursday and Sunday. Is it time to kiss goodbye to the club captain as a starting player? I would think so. I, I think so, Kevin. <clears throat> when, you, when you see Holding and Chambers together playing for England under 21s, and when you see him play last week against Bate Borisov, I mean, I would say that they would probably, apart from Man City, maybe Man United and Chelsea, they would probably walk into most Premier League teams. I mean, when you look at Liverpool centre-backs, they would love to have Holding and Chambers instead of what they've got. And from below, from Arsenal below, um, they would probably walk into any Premier League team. Burnley, I mean Burnley, they've had a few injuries recently at the back. He's been putting kids in from the youth team. And because he's a good coach up there, that guy, they're playing out of their skins. And those players that, that Deitch is playing are probably not as good as Chambers and Holding. Now, I think if we had a decent manager who invested in youth and decent young talent, Chambers and Holding would do a damn sight better than Mertesacker would. And I'd put them both in now, to be honest. Well, the problem is, once again, is are they getting the, the, the guidance they need uh, you know, from this management? Because... You know, it, as we've said already, he's not like defence isn't his forte, uh, and I don't see, I don't know what Bold's doing then because really, yeah, you, putting you, out the cones. <coughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's just you know, uh, and uh, again, you've got look, you've got Mustafi and the BFG who are, and Koscielny as well, and Koscielny's been, you know, oh, he's, he's been a, injury, he? he's been a rock for, for years, but he's he's yeah, he's struggling. You can see he's struggling, yeah, and yeah. And, and the thing is that our current sort of Back, those those centre backs, um, they're getting on. Are they getting on? I mean, how old are they now? They And here's the thing: against one of those <laughs> racy little, like you know, uh, City or United players or, or Hazard or someone, it's like you know they're going to come unstuck. Yeah. But by the yeah. same token, so will probably Chamber, Chambers and the Holding as well, because yeah. uh, you know I, I don't know if any of them are getting the kind of. Discipline and tutelage. They could well, you tutelage. Thank you for the yeah. word. So they need a George Graham. It's what they need, yeah. right? Or a Tony Adams. Well, uh, Tony Adams isn't a manager, obviously, but they need someone. When Bold came in, I thought, oh great, mm. that's that's what we're going to get yeah, now. I we're going to get the drilling, a, a good drilling. That's what they need. They need yeah. to be drilled. Yeah. And I don't think they are being any uh, of them. No. 
Yeah, yeah. I can only think that, I mean, if you remember, um, when we bought Callum Chambers, summer 2014, because of injuries, he played like the first third of the season and he looked absolutely great. But the thing is, Wenger, not knowing how defence works, just bore him into the ground. <coughs> so right back at position. Yeah, so I, I, I can only think that with holding, maybe he's once bitten twice shy in the sense that this kid's really, really good, but if I play him too much, I might ruin him the yeah. way I ruined Chambers so I couldn't give away in the summer. Well, it seems yeah. like so many decisions are made on fear of, oh God, what might yeah. happen? You know, there's, yeah. a, there's not a lot of bold kind of let, let's have it mentality. I mean, watching that film 89, mm. you know, and seeing, seeing Graham the way he worked that team. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just, you've got to take your hat off. Oh, got you. you really I mean, have. What would you give to have George Graham if he was sort of young, fit, and helped back now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, well, well, George Graham only had Theo Foley <coughs> going out the code and, and Stuart Houston doing most of the coaching, whereas Wenger's got a massive. T- he's got two goalkeeping coaches now. Mm. Are you yeah. including Layman in that? No, it's with Sal Bibbo and Jerry Payton. Oh, right. Okay. Sal Bibbo? Sal Bibbo, he's the guy who does the warm-up at, um, uh, before the start of every oh, game. Oh, oh God. He's, uh, well, the warm-up with... No, which it's doesn't like with no one yeah, Sal yeah. Bibbo. Yeah. <laughs> but once again, I don't, I've seen those warm-ups. They don't use a ball, ever, right? I but, think they've started. Have they started? Yeah. Because they've, I've seen they never the, used to. But they yeah. really need to use a ball. I mean, that, you know, it's the old Shankly thing, you know. Yeah. What's the yeah. thing about coming out for the second half and they all just do a little jog over the yeah, cones. Yeah, a little turn. That, mean, that, that justifies Shad Forsyth's <laughs> 1.1 million pounds a year. That, that little thing before before they go off the pitch before the first half, you know, right in front of where I sit, North Bank Upper, they put like a row of um, eight cones uh, right on the touchline. They're supposed to, um, you know, stamp over them, like that. I mean, Sanchez does the first two and then just walks off. You know, couldn't give a flying yeah. fuck. But yeah. you just see Shad Forsyth walk away going, that's £1.1 million, pounds. thanking you. David, are you obsessed with cones? You've been um, talking about cones the whole podcast. I, I did more than Arsene does. <laughs> so, I mean, just to finish the topic of defence, it was interesting to see Matteo Debushi get on the score sheet against Oh, what a goal. What a goal. Now, we, were there. we were there. We were there. We were there. And, um, and not many were. <laughs> <laughs> but my question we is... We got the T-shirt. Although Debushi has been injured for quite some time. He has been fit for a while as well. You know, might we have done better by giving Bellerin a rest for some of those games? Because you drop Bellerin once, the next transfer window comes round and the move to Barcelona happens. Yeah, but that is not the reason so you, uh, for me. To, 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 I think that Bellerin is looking much too comfortable in his first team position and I think he does need resting. In fact, sometimes I think he needs shooting. Uh, but um, I'll just to be honest, he's not my favourite player at the moment. But I think he's much too comfortable there. And he's, sometimes you get the feeling it's all like, well, no one, I've got no competition for my I place. I think with Bellerin, we should just be grateful we've got him. Because if he was playing for Mourinho or, or, or Guardiola or even Klopp, I mean, you would see a different Bellerin. Oh, yeah. He's the, the raw talent is there. I mean, they're not being managed properly, yeah. are they? Yeah. They're, not. Yeah. They're, not yeah. tra- they're not being trained properly. Yeah. Oh. I mean, they're, 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 I think it's... It's fairly symptomatic that Kalazanac has gone downhill since we've signed him. He's suffering from the same problems. Now you read that there was I can't remember who did the summary, but um, I mean the day after the the tragic chance window closed last summer was that uh, you know in terms of play, players who Wenger wanted to sell, but those players who actually wanted to go, 
Um, like for example, Ming Giroud was was well, he was the only name that Ronald Koeman had on his transfer yeah. uh, desires. But of course, he decided, no, my family want to stay in London. Um, Bellerin, based on the piece that I read, Bellerin asked to leave, but thankfully he was got a, what seven or eight year contract. I think it is yeah. technically restraint of trade. But anyway, so, um, yeah, yeah. So we drops him once, and then he'll get a niggly little heel injury. I don't think I can make it this week. Well, I mean, what's the situation with Mustafi? You reckon? Because he stayed and he was he was kind of mooted to go. Yeah. Through. Well, the club have completely denied that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It came from the BBC guy um, whose name escapes me now. Uh, Daniel Ornstein. Daniel Ornstein, who did quite a, a few tweets, which it was he who did the piece about Bellerin's transfer request, actually. Right, and um, you know the, the, the I think Inter Milan were privately the club have actually really gone heavy on saying that is absolute bollocks. Right. But right. you could see the logic of it. Mustafi's yeah. family are in Switzerland. He was looking at a move to Italy. His wife had had another child, I think. So it was a case of wanting to be near the family. Um, so it would have all added up, mm. but it would have been a personal thing. It would have been a football decision. So yeah. much. I, I quite like Mustafi if he wasn't quite, quite so rash. Well, I mean, great against yeah. Tottenham, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> good and bad. And then, uh, then Man United happened. So we're moving yeah. to uh, the forward line, and uh, Simon Rose, who has been a mm. panelist here uh, more than once, has tweeted: Giroud's openly said he might have to consider a January loan. Should he be partnering Lacazette rather than being a late substitute for him? So that would mean us playing presumably a different formation. In a, in a word, yes, from me. I think that... Uh, that Who would, would you drop, Bass? That would remind me... Who would you drop? Uh, to make this 4-4-2. Four, four, you couldn't drop one. You could four, 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 well, You know me, I'm, I'm, I'm no, no formation expert. <laughs> right. I go on the beauty and the aesthetics <laughs> of the game. Um, but I'd be asked as successor. But let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Um, I remember the days of Wright and Smith, and that worked well. Actually, I, I I beg to differ there. Oh, yeah. It was uh, Smith's injury that helped him fail. Uh, Smith and Merson worked mm-hmm. well, but Smith and Wright, Smith basically faded out of any kind of contribution because of the way the team were playing. You've got a better memory than me. Right. I just remember them working well together. But yeah, maybe I do as well. I do. Not really. No. Well, Wright and Bergkamp worked well together. Yes. But that's a different number 10. That's a proper number 10. I mean, Giroud and Lacazette wouldn't work. But, ha- 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 but, but, but Giroud, Giroud does have the awareness and the skill, and he's as good a layer-offer and passer to her and holder-upper of the ball. Um, uh, not as good as Burkamp. Once again, you know, you, you can't, no one's as good as Burkamp, probably. But um, and well, Lacazette got- hasn't yet proved himself really to be Ian Wright, although I think his statistics are, are quite good for minutes on the pitch. Um, Again, he doesn't play him for a whole game, does he? I mean, it's quite odd to have a fifty million yeah. pound striker and you only have to give him seventy minutes. Sunday, didn't he? Yeah, I'm um, still not convinced it was Wenger who bought that. Is it really? Well, obviously, he has the final sign off on it, but I think he was half forced into it by stats or um, Gazidis or K- Keswick. But um, I mean, Wenger takes him off too easily. Right. Okay. Mm. Uh, I mean, the the partnership that France use is Giroud with Griezmann. Mm. So obviously Griezmann isn't Lacazette, but he is another forward, um, a different kind of forward in a way. 
Mm. Um, He's more like Sanchez, isn't he, than he is Yes, I think that's fair to say. Um, I think Lacazette's having a beginning to his Arsenal career similar to that of, hopefully, of Henri and Bergkamp, in that it took them a few months to settle in. He doesn't look like he's sort of instantly that comfortable at the moment for me. He's, he shows quality, for sure, but he's, he's not, he doesn't feel yet like he's kind of reached his potential. I think um, I read today he's only had six shots in 510 minutes of away football. But he's scored oh, goals. Oh, mind you, that's probably no, six. away football. Oh, away football. And that's probably yeah. six more than the rest of the team. Yeah, he doesn't like <laughs> playing away, does he? No, none of them do. Why is it we won seven out of eight at home, plus all of our cup games apart from Red Star Belgrade? Yeah, away from home, we can't score for Toffee. It's an easy commute to the Arsenal Stadium. It's the same, it's the same pitch, isn't it? As well. Because we, we fly to places like Ipswich. Although <laughs> well, I did notice on Sunday that Southampton grew their pitch to stop the short, pretty fast. The grass was long. The, one, two, the grass was quite long. Okay. And I hate it when teams do that. I think that's gamesmanship. Well, yeah, but we've got to be good enough to play on any pitch. They're yeah. playing on it. We can play on it. We've got to adapt to the pitch yeah. we're playing. No, come on. That's a bad, a bad cross. City adapts to it, don't they? You don't blame your instrument. In, in yeah. 2001, 2002, we lost three matches in winning the title. Yeah. All of them were at home. Hmm. Well, once again, if Wenger's a decent manager, he's going to look at that pitch and go, all right, let's start with Giroud and knock the ball in the air and let's just mm. have a bit of that. Let's mm. try something completely different, you know, rather than the pretty, pretty, pretty. We can always resort back to that later when we're 3-0 up. Yeah, well, if it's a bit greasy, let's get some young centre-halves on. Well, uh, there was a reply to this uh, tweet from Simon's question from uh, Nick, and you'll have to uh, bear with me here, LFLU. A, a Greek, uh, Nick the Greek, 23 Nick the Greek is his uh, Twitter handle. He said, I'd love to see it, as in Lacazette with Giroud. I think 4-4-2 would make as more, us more direct and less possession-based. Can't see how Arsene Wenger can't see this. Mm. Because I think he can, and he doesn't want direct. I mean, that's probably no. what it is. Well, remember that last no. season? We, the, the team, well, what was the match where the team sort of decided amongst themselves? Man City and away. They yeah. said, no, we're just going to do that. Yeah. And yeah. they did it, and we fucking trounced them. That was when Cazorla was mad at the match that day. And then we yeah. had Cazorla. One, two, nil, yeah. Just we, we sat back and let them impress mm. us, and we got yeah. two good goals. I mean, talking of that game, that brings us on to Cazorla, because he was brilliant that day. Mm. I mean... Now he's had another setback. Is he ever going to play for Arsenal again? No, I, I, don't I think, think we can confidently say no. I think his career is over. So yeah. when's, his, when's his contract up? It is, I think, the end of this season. Right. So I think will give him another one then, probably. Um, I don't think he'd be allowed to. I think they called it the <laughs> RB contract. Um, <laughs> well, the I, thing I is, that so. but it was the medical staff. Apparently, there was some kind of mess up. In no, the I think the initial operation was botched. Yeah. Like, obviously, how can you at this level? Right, with the amount of resources and money you've got in the Premiership, send a player in for an operation to a bunch of fly-by-nights who don't know what they're doing. Well, yeah, um, can you? it is a difficult one to answer without knowing where he was operated on and by whom. Well, you, sh- you shouldn't be getting a, a, a sort of semi-lethal um, kind of... Um, well, he almost had to his foot amputated at one yeah. point. Yeah. No, because he, yeah. he caught he caught a virus or something in there. What was it? He caught a, someone put the word in my mouth. A gangrene or something. Yeah, well, gangrene. It was, it was yeah, gangrene. It, yeah, it, yeah. Um, and apparently his ankle is, is half the size of his other ankle. Really? Because of all these operations, but he's had to have half the yeah. arm with a tattoo yeah. on it. Put on his. Uh, his he's ankle. never going to be able to withstand Premier League tackles on that ankle. Well, one doctor said he's lucky to be walking. Again. Yeah, yeah. 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 I wouldn't play him away at Stoke on a Wednesday. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it, is, it is a great shame. And I, as I recall, the actual injury 
at the time seemed fairly innocuous. Mm, yeah. It was a way to someone like... Home uh, to Ludogorets. I right? think it was a way. No, it was home, home, home to Ludogorets. No? Okay. I wonder if they're too quick to operate on things sometimes when... You know, oh, I don't know, listen, I don't know, but I mean, there seems to, there seems to be something wrong with the way that when an injured Arsenal player is injured, even when it's quite an innocuous thing, it seems to take a very long time for them to get back. I mean, this season, we've, it's been weird touch because wood. we've got touch wood. Oh, God, we've this got, season's we have had new, new I mean, medical staff, I think. There was an Aussie one guy yes. starts, yeah. yeah. Well, it seems well, to be working so working. far because, we. I mean, for us, we've got yeah. a oh, God, small, yeah. small amount of injuries. Well, apart from Kazula, it's only Ramsey and, and Mustafi, and yep. they're both short-term. Right, I'm going to finish on the current team uh, subject here with a contributor, Brian Dawes, uh, uh, tweeting. Uh, His handle is at Guna48. He asks, if you could keep Ozil or Sanchez, who would you keep? God, that's a difficult one, isn't it? Ozil in a heartbeat for me. Me too. Ozil? Probably Sanchez for me. Mm. The reason reason I would uh, go with Ozil over Sanchez is although Ozil has frustrated me a lot, uh, in a lot of ways, um, I feel the, thi- the problem with Sanchez is that, yes, he's a great player and he can do great things. Sometimes he's, he just has a tendency to hang on to the ball and hang on to the ball and hang on to the ball and twist and turn and twist and turn and show us what he can do and lose the ball. Um, Lost it 32 and, times. And sometimes his attitude. I mean, the thing is also, I mean, Ozil, both of them are sort of prima donnas in a way, I think, uh, attitude wise. Um, uh, you know, the one thing about Sanchez is his work ethic. I mean, he runs and runs and runs and works hard. But apparently, they, they've done stats on uh, Ozil, who does run a lot more than mm. he appears mm. to run and mm. everything. But he, he has that knack of putting in good passes, good crosses, and he still does make a hell of a lot of goals. He doesn't score a lot, but he makes a lot. And um, I think as a team player, and I think Arsenal is a team that it should be about playing for the team, there's no I in team, I do feel that Sanchez, I don't know, I feel that, I don't feel he's that comfortable um, playing with us. And I reckon it'd be better for Arsenal. If it was one of them, I'm not saying I want either of them to go, but I'd probably hang on to Ozil. Uh, I, I, yeah. would, I would keep Sanchez because I think if he was committed to the club and he signed a contract and he had a decent manager telling him when to release the ball and when not to I think his sheer talent and his ability and his work rate would be much more valuable than Ozil's Well, it tends to go missing in those big games well to quote Liam Brady if my nan had balls she'd be my granddad. so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, he plays play for Sanchez FC for me. I love the whistle, but yeah. I mean, Sanchez. that's the thing. A good player shouldn't need a manager to tell him when to release the ball. You know, you've got a player on, there's a pass on, you've got past one player, the player's on, you pass it. You don't have to prove to everyone that you turn the other way again and, and just, I'm going to beat the player again. Be interested to see if he goes to City, whether he loses the ball 32 games well, times in a match. Well, there is that, yeah. Look, if a player's doing that, I'm surprised that Wenger wouldn't go up to him and say, look, Alexis, why don't you just, like, you know when you twist and turn yeah, and do that yeah. player? And, and uh, well, unfortunately, I think a lot of the time, as he turns around, he looks up, he sees Shaka. Yeah. You know, or he sees Ramsey, and mm-hmm. I don't think he feels confident in them. No. Because um, no. uh, this is the thing, I mean, this brings us back to the level of players that we've got. Um, I know you're, you know, there's, there are Rambo files here, and uh, I, you know I, I love Ramsey, but I don't particularly like him a lot of the time. He's not as good as the players that Sanchez had behind him at Barcelona. 
Was no, it? No. No, no. You know. But why did, why did Barcelona get rid of Sanchez so easily? They bought someone else. That, they bought Neymar, didn't they? Yeah, so uh, they went up a gear, didn't they? They went yes. up a level. It yeah. w- uh, might have been Suarez, actually. Well, they, they, yeah, Suarez, he was about, well, he's three years younger than Sanchez, isn't he? Three years older, excuse me. Yeah, three years yeah. Older. because Sanchez, Sanchez came in 2014 and Suarez went to Barcelona. Because Liverpool's first choice to replace Suarez was Sanchez. Is yes. Suarez 32? Yeah. Uh, is he? Because Sanchez is only 29, isn't he? He's got 32 teeth. <laughs> yeah, he can't. 32 <laughs> inches. 32 <laughs> Sanchez and Suarez, surely. Uh, I would have thought Suarez was only about 29, 28, same age. No, Suarez is only 30s because he's been bang out of form this year. Oh, okay. There was a piece about him on the BBC website. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, it's been right, out of form. Great right that Chelsea got Barcelona, wasn't it? How they Champions League draw. Yeah, and yeah. Juventus and yeah. Spurs oh, was the other cracker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, what was that? When was that? Yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I missed all that. Do you know who we've got, Bastard? No. In the Australia, Australia, we've got Ustersons, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. 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 I corrected <laughs> the club for misspelling it. They didn't put the omelette on. Oh. I said, everyone's going, oh, who's that? Mr. Uday, we should be the expert. Everyone onto the Twitter sphere was going, oh, who are Ostertons or Ostersons, right? And I said, well, they're big enough clubs to know how to spell their own name. United, that's all you need to It's a club. They've got a plastic pitch. It's a club that was formed. They've got a plastic pitch. It was a club that was formed in the fourth division in Sweden one month after Arsene Wenger started at Arsenal. Really? True story. They're only 20 years old. True story. And their manager is former West Brom and Stoke City legend left-back, Graham Potter. Oh, that rings a bell. So someone tweeted, we're going to lose 2-1 there and then come back and just sort of win. Do the the Giroud in the last one. Well, the average temperature there in February is apparently minus 5 degrees. Oh, we can live with that. We've had that last week. Well, interestingly (laughs) enough, do the Arsenal players fancy the cold? It'll be the reserves anyway. Yeah, let's face it. You know, it'll be putting the second stringers out. Well, do you know what? That second string team, you know. Yes. When you look at that bench on Sunday and against Man United, look at that bench, you think, is is Zaka better than... Uh, then um, Wilshire is Lacazette better than Giroud? Is one of the centre halves better than Chambers or Holding? Mm. You know, the, 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 it's a second string. Or, but or sure is Bellerin better than Debussy? Yeah, we were talking yeah. about that. Debussy, yeah. Bellerin, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be said for you know for putting a lot of those players in the actual first team. Well, Debussy's out of contract at the end of the season. I think yeah. say, say he'll probably sign a pre-contract. In no, apparently he's got 18 months to go yet. Debussy. Yeah. I would play Debussy for some games. Look, if you're playing a team that I don't know, yeah, Southampton, for example, you could have rested Bellerin for that and played Debussy, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and maybe then Debussy's going to say, I've got to really show, right? Yeah. Because this is my chance, so I'm going to do, I'm going to have a go. You don't play Debussy against City and Chelsea just first game, but you warm him up against something. Maybe West Ham, maybe, you know, play Debussy against West Ham. We saw Debussy the same sum we bought Sanchez, and if his agent managed to get a five, year contract I want that agent I'm not yeah, I'm 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 not it. Yeah. did for Debussy didn't he when he pushed him into those hauls yeah. yeah. well, what a great um, goal he struck, struck that so truly didn't he yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the oh, he did, he did. Oh, it was a beautiful goal yeah. but, but I think yeah. it was the nicest goal I've seen all season from yeah. Arsenal no, it, it was good well one of the players who played in that game who was actually the captain of the team on that particular uh, evening was one Theo Walcott now he played right actually it's interesting <laughs> David Udo just squeaked <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to note that Theo has not actually started a Premier League match this season it's also interesting to think that he is due a testimonial <laughs> um, now 
Arson. Has he been with us for 10 years? He signed 2006. 11. January 2006. Now, it's interesting that Arson kept giving Theo chances, but now suddenly. He's out in the cold, really. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's he's not he even always in the really cold. He's not even always on the bench for the all Premier League games. Although Finger does argue that he's got two first teams, and, yes, the, and the, right. what, the first team. So he only plays yeah, he yeah. only plays one of them in the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, the only yeah, competition yeah. he's actually fussed about yeah, this season. Yeah. He says we've fun? got two teams for the price of one. I mean, and it, going to that that UEFA that sorry Europa Cup league game the other day, it really felt like oh we're watching Arsenal, but it's like another Arsenal. Yeah, isn't it? absolutely. <laughs> and and do you know what? This is the first year we've not been in the Champions League, where which means that all of the first team players have had a complete week off. Yeah. For six weeks, when and what been Champions good League has it done them, Steve? Exactly, mm. <laughs> that's my point. So we've had six completely free weeks when ordinarily we would have been playing Champions League games, and I would probably argue that out of those six weeks, we've probably lost three or four times. Mm. You know, at the end of those Champions League weeks, when we've had a completely free week. Mm. So what the fuck good has it done? Resting all those players yeah. for a week. So all that talk of clogged up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, he's schedules. tired. He's tired. Yeah, they're all oh, so we tired. Need a tired. Yeah. We need a rest. Yeah, look, they're in their twenties. They're footballers. Yeah. They can play once or twice a week, can't yeah. they? Oh, Chelsea and Man United, Man City, Spurs, and Liverpool are doing all right between Wednesday and Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. So next year. When we're in the Champions we're League, Rigsby. and yeah. when they are playing twice a week, yeah. and Wenger brings out the old excuse, "Oh, the Champions League, the Champions League, fuck off." Right. Uh, interesting That's to think that. To sit here, yeah. you think we'll be yeah. in the Champions yeah. League next season? Going back yeah. to Theo Walcott, I think it's safe to say he hasn't started not being on the bench because I think it's safe to say he is being kept fit to make sure we can get rid of him in January. I mean, bearing in mind we've got to find someone who's going to pick up one hundred and forty thousand pounds a week as well as a fee. If we can get a sixty percent wage deal. Yes. I think we'll take that, and um, it'll be—it's going to be Everton, really, isn't it? You think Everton? Oh, what's that? Everton. Uh, oh. uh, 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 no, yes, might be. I think that I tell you what—we've got West Ham this Wednesday, and I'm not—I mean, before they beat Chelsea one 0 you think, oh yeah, West Ham, nice three points. Yeah. Now you're thinking, well, and hmm. they run City close as well. Everton they actually money though. They actually run City closer than what Man United run them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Mm. Well, I mean, for Theo. Um, as a footballer with any kind of ambition, he's, he's never been to a World Cup in which he's played a minute of football. <laughs> and he is getting on, you know, so this could be his last chance. Um, so he's got to play. If he has Can I just any point something really odd out? I know this sounds ridiculous, but I'm, you know, playing, playing the fool and devil's advocate. Yes. But I've noticed with Walcott and, and Bellerin, haircuts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Better in short hair, better <coughs> yeah. in long hair. For me, much better with short hair. Yeah. Walcott, not straightened hair, probably still not that good, but he, he's, not, he's disappeared since he's done his hair straightening. I think it? Walcott looks better with his hair like it is now. I disagree. <laughs> I don't think that makes that, him look more handsome, definitely. I think it's silly. <laughs> I, I think we're not being a Because usually Walcott's got, Walcott's got Ramsey a Ramsey without the beard. Usually Walcott's got Giroud a Giroud with the beard, Giroud without the beard. I tell you what troubles me more is all these damn tattoos. Yeah. I didn't like. Oh, God, Walcott's got his fair share of those, hasn't he? I didn't, I didn't like Giroud's beard at first, but it's definitely grown on me now. Definitely well, when he, when he does a header like he did against Southampton, yeah. who cares? Yeah, yeah. Do we think Theo's going to get a testimonial? Yes or no? Will there be a record low crowd if he does? <laughs> <laughs> Am I correct in saying he was actually entitled to it 
last summer. I mean, do you think we'll ever see another testimonial anyway? No, yeah, Rosicki no. no. was the, the much mooted Rosicki. Testament. We were doing like a farewell game. That never happened. No, he, 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 joined, he joined six months after Walcott and he left summer before last. So. Right, so he only did nine years. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. I was born on the, exactly the same day as Thomas Rosicki. Oh, well, isn't it? The only way you, uh, you could do that is if, stats, is if you doubled it up with a Emirates Cup game or something like that next summer or something. Right, okay. The, um, the Emirates Cup game. Oh, yeah, like Burnham. Yeah, Burnham was the last yeah. one. Yeah. Was it yeah. real? Jeremy Alliadier was due a testimonial. Uh, Please, Jeremy Alliadier. I, I, I mean, it's funny. Yeah, Wilshire think... might be due one soon, you know? Yeah. Wilshire's well, well, been here since he was nine, hasn't he? Well, he's, uh, he's been at the club since literally he was whatever it was, yeah. eight years old yeah. or something. The, thing, the, the last testimonial I think anyone can, can think of was Rooney's. And with him being on what three hundred fifty thousand pounds a week, well, it was for charity. I was going to say, you yeah. know, I mean, that's the only reason you have them. testimonials. Used to be to get Martin Hayes, you know, twenty five grand. Yeah. Whereas now, you know, it's just for shits and giggles, so that he could open a pub or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Do we do we remember any? Particularly enjoyable testimonials from the old days. Yeah, oh God, there were some great ones. David O'Leary. David O'Leary and Man United let him run through the whole team. To <laughs> score at the end. Yeah, I remember seeing Gascoigne play for Arsenal in a testimonial. Oh, oh yeah. Was it Mercedes? Was it Mercedes? Yes, yeah, I remember yeah, that, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I seemed to quite enjoy it. Gascoigne I used did. to love a testimonial. It was, the pressure was off, you go, it was all a bit of a yeah. laugh. But you get a full house. I mean, well, when when Celtic were the opposition, it was a yeah. proper game as well. We had some yeah, good well. ones against Celtic. Tony Adams had two Tony testimonials. One was against Celtic. Uh, were you sure? Yeah, 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 no, because his first one, uh, Palace. Yeah, it barely half yes. filled the, the stadium. Are you and sure of a second one? Palace was Celtic? one. He had one against Palace. Tony Adams had one against Palace, didn't he? Yeah, his first one was against yeah. Palace. Yeah. And he barely I sold half the half the it. tickets. That's oh. it. Whereas the second one did sell out. I think it was sell out, but I'll have you stand corrected. Why did he get two? Because well, the first one didn't sell fuck off. Twenty oh, years. Yeah. Oh, so if the first one don't succeed. Eighty well they gave well, it. Well set his second ten years. His debut was in eighty three, but yeah. he'd signed as pro probably yeah. in eighty two. Yeah. So he finished in two thousand. So I suppose he was due to. Yeah, yeah. Well, and by the time he got the second one, he'd yeah. had a pretty good innings. That's yeah. that, those last years, and that's that. You just turn up just for that goal I'm against. Pretty sure you could get a decent suit then, wouldn't you? I'm pretty sure. Good, good. Well, he likes that suit. I will not hear a bad word said about TA's suit. Mm-hmm. I love top Nets fat, top Nets fella. Love Tony, love that suit. Well, I should actually share because we're yes. Let's now move on to the '89 premiere in which. All four of us were in attendance. Did we speak about that last time? We we were actually recorded the night before the premiere. Did we really? We did. So now we've all seen it. We've all seen it. And Basti was certainly moving and shaking on the evening. Moving and shaking, yes. Had a lovely uh, lovely little uh, chat with uh, Tony Adams and uh, David Seaman and Ian Wright. And uh, they're real gentlemen, lovely people. I mean, I've got to say... As I approached them, it felt like approaching family. And they were just, and I said to them, I said, you know, it's just so nice to see you guys. You know, I feel like I've grown up with you. And, and they were sort of, they were like, oh, that's lovely. And they were all sort of really nice, you know, just really yeah. nice people. And, uh, and I said to Wrighty, I said, I really loved that, that scene where you were, you know, when you cried for David Rowcastle. Oh. It was so touching. And he said, oh, that's so nice of you to say so. And he was just sort of really lovely about it. And, and, uh, and then I had a, a little chat with uh, Smudger as well. And uh, Mickey Thomas, 
Mickey Thomas did well, just a little, yeah, a sort of hello. And then Mickey Thomas kept sneezing. Oh. And I said, are you allergic to me? Because <laughs> I was talking to him, he kept going, I had sneezing, I had a sneezing fit. So did you I, ask I, him the, the, when he signed for Liverpool, did he wish he'd never scored that goal? No, I didn't, we, we didn't get that far because he, he sneezed off into the, into the distance. Yes. But, uh, he had to sell for Liverpool in the cup final anyway, didn't he? Mm. He had to do selfies with some other attendees, as I recall. Um, but anyway... Um, very I, good I, 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 I loved the film. Very really, good I film. I enjoyed the night out. Enjoyed, you know, so I didn't actually talk to any of the ex-players like Basti did, but yeah. I enjoyed being in their company and seeing them. Mm. But I, to be honest, I thought that scene with Wrighty was just a little bit over the top. Mm. Because oh, I thought, come on, have some because feelings. Because, Agreed. Because, because Wrighty wasn't around in 89, he didn't join until 91. But he was on the same, he was on know, the same estate, he was mates with him. They were mates, they grew up together, they played run-outs together. And I was living in Forestville at the time, and I, and I knew David Rocastle as well. And, no, you didn't. You know, I know I didn't. He, but I just, thought there was, I just thought that was a little bit of Ian Wright just trying to no. muscle in. Not to oh, no, no, Wright would have no. been invited. You know. to take part in the film. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. muscling it. interviewed yeah. on, presumably based partly on the documentary they did about Wright and Rowcastle. Yeah, that school. presumably was the inspiration for thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's just him being himself. Yeah. And, and some yeah. Rocky in here through his mate. Yeah, see, I, see, yeah. I, I, lo I love him, right? I think he's brilliant, but I did think that was just a little bit over the top. Well, did well, you ever see that bit of footage? You've got to blame the producers for yeah. that. Well, well, no, I don't think it was, because I think the thing is, it was, it, it was emotion. It was an emotional thing for anyone, you know, for, for, look, we've all been singing Rocky's name for years since, and yeah. anyone who watched him yeah. play and, and spent time with, with the man while he's on the pitch, so to speak, yeah. uh, and, and for whether you're on the stands or whether you're, you're on the pitch, you're going to have feelings about that. Yeah. And Ian Wright, who at the time... From his estate, right, where he grew up in a not very wealthy, you know, tough estate, and they, you know, to see his mate go and win the league in that fashion at Liverpool, what that meant for the people on that estate and for his, him and his mates, and then that Rocky, you know, passed away in the way he did. I don't see anything wrong in showing some emotion. I mean, you know, less of the stiff upper lip, yeah. Steve. Let, yeah. let him have yeah. a cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, a great film, man. Lovely film. It was a good film. film. Very, very interesting contrast to... And if, uh, if any of the listeners haven't seen it, you know, they've got to get it for Christmas. I'm pretty sure they will oh, see it on Christmas. Brilliant. Christmas I'll tell you what, what an emotional yeah. roller coaster yeah. of a film. I mean, yeah. you're, you're going up and down, even though you know the final result. You're at the edge of your seat, and the hairs are crawling up the back of your neck, and you're as tense as can be. Oh, no spoilers, no spoilers. It's a th no, but, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a real be, thriller, isn't it? Would it be true to say it took you right back? Oh, yes. I think that's the thing. I think the yeah. greatest thing in the film was when, you, when we'd drawn with Wimbledon and lost with Dart to Derby mm. the week before that Liverpool game, yes. which meant we had to win 2-0. And you'd see all the coaches lying up outside the East Stand mm. in the sun mm. on that Friday afternoon. It was a heat wave at the time. Really, really hot day. And you could really see that you know, in the shots from the match you know, later on that evening. I mean, the players are sweating. It really is like, it might as well be a... Well, what a interested me... But, but all the, the coaches are all lined up, and you see all the fans full of expectation getting on the coaches, you know, and they're all, they're all saying, yeah, we're going to do it, we're going to win, we're going to do it, you know. No one really thought that. 
What interested me was the footage they got, which was, I don't know where they got it from, but it was from the touchline, and it showed the tackles during the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which crunching. Yeah. Very yeah. physical indeed. Oh, today that'd be four red cards. Uh, probably, yeah. 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 And I mean, it was right at the end, John Barnes is through, and you know, and we're winning 2-0, but John Barnes is, and there's a, quite a crunching tackle, I think, from Kevin Richardson, and you're just thinking, oh God, you know, um, looking at it now, you think, oh, well, that'd be, you know... He'd have gone down now mm. and been given a penalty. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, I actually we, d- d- that evening when uh, we watched the film, and, and I said to uh, Smudger, right, and I went up to Alan Smith, and I just and I said, you know, one thing that really struck me about that film was the passion. Even and I always thought Merson was a slow player, right, but the rate he was running up and down at Anfield that night, mm. and just the sheer determination of that team and I said to Alan Smith I said God, I mean why do, why can't this team show that kind of determination and grit you know um, and he said well it, 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 they're totally different these days it's you know we're, we, you know it, it's all a bit more cosseted and it's a bit less uh, discipline and and I mean, like that scene where George Graham was going on about you know, uh, someone said, oh, he, he hit you over the, the shins with a stick, and not metaphorically, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, that sort of thing, and it, 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 they are the players today, mind you. They're not in fear of the manager. They're not in fear of the manager, definitely not, and, and another thing is that I, it, they may have watched that film before the Tottenham game, because they seemed to turn up for that Tottenham game. It was almost as though... I had the feeling that they'd all got to see that film. Jack Wilshire was at the film, and I'm just wondering whether someone, <coughs> someone said to look, everyone he was the got only to see first team player there, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Yes. Um, but they, they turned up against Tottenham like they just watched that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're so right. I wonder if right. they had. Oh, what was he? What was good about that film is it's only what, like 27. How many years ago was it now? Uh, 28. 28 years ago. Um, how virtually every player on that pitch, in and in all the teams that we played that year. We're all British. Mm. In, t- in 28 years now, probably only 10% of each team is British. Yes. I think Lukic has to be at least a bit... Uh, Lukic had to be have some kind of East European... With a yeah, name like Lukic. Well, there was that urban myth yeah. about him, wasn't there? That yeah. his, his mum was pregnant with him on the 1958 New Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Urban myth. That's yeah. right. But yeah, I'll tell you what they should do. Yeah. They should show that film... On the on the bus every away game to Arsenal it should be made to watch that film on the way up to wherever yeah, they're going. Yeah, absolutely. Turn up there and go right. Come on, let's have it. Because if we can win two 0 at Anfield on a night like that, we can certainly win at bloody Southampton. I think it's a really good motivational film. I think you know, if I was a manager, I'd just make everyone watch it. Yeah, but our players are far too sharp. They're probably there talking and debating about Dostoevsky for the duration <laughs> right. of the coach. They've probably got their headphones on for starters. Yeah. But what even if they, they didn't, the film would need subtitles for some of the players. You get the vibe of it, though. Oh. I wonder if they still play cards on the trips to away games. Oh, no, Wenger's banned that. Has he? Yeah. Well, so gambling will affect the... Yeah. Um, Morale. Yes. He's, yeah. done, he's banned that. He's banned sparkling water. He did. He's banned he's, pornography. He did. Well, no, he water. did originally ban the porn channels in the hotels. However, in this day and age, how are you going to ban a player using their phone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pourquoi tu view le. Well, maybe, maybe propose the way Giroud approaches the issue by <laughs> <laughs> getting somebody in. Anyway. Did I read that in Arsenal? 
by Alex Flynn and Kevin Witcher about well, the, the porn being banned. I think yes, that's where I read that. Yes, you certainly did. We did. So, uh, still hasn't right. fucking signed it for me. Sorry, language. Uh, I do apologise. Yeah. Sorry, let's use the F word. Um, now, I'm going to move on to a couple of potentially significant signings that you guys are going to tell me. But Raul Sanley from Barcelona, mm. and I can't remember his first name, but Mislintat, is it? Well, how do you say that, David? Uh, Sven Mislintat, isn't it? Sven Mislintat from Borussia Dortmund. So we've got a guy from Barcelona, a guy from Dortmund. However, these are not players. Um, Raul Sanley used to be uh, effectively director of football. But he's director of football at Barcelona, but he's not director of football at Arsenal. Well, he's not going to ever have that title as long as Arsenal. He's director of operations, isn't he? He is a transfer fixer. Yeah. That's what he does. He well, secures players. Good luck with that. Miss Lintat is a scout with a very good record. Better than... Was he from Dortmund? From Dortmund. He, he discovered uh, Lewandowski. He discovered the Dembele. Aubameyang. And there's been others. So... Um, the biggest one of the lot, Dembele. What is the significance, not financially, oh, not what financially. is the significance of these two new arrivals in terms of Arsenal's future? Well, they were very much appointed by Ivan Gazidis. Wenger's had no say in it whatsoever. And I think in his first interview, the first thing, he, no, the, I remember the first thing he said was, I sign off on all transfers, not Ivan Gazidis. Mm. So okay, right, it's fine. Well, tell that to your your daughter when you're not managing next summer, love. Well, hang on. Yeah. Does that count? Do these really count as transfers? I wouldn't put these as transfers. I've been told. New employees. I've been told by people who know a lot more than I do about European football that these are the most important signings the club have made probably since the turn of the millennium, of, well, on any level. Well, I'll tell you what, that, that, um, the Spanish guy's not starting until February, is he? Correct. So he's, he's going to miss the January transfer window. Mm -hmm. Oh, spoiler alert, I'm not showing yeah. anyone, don't no, worry. No, <laughs> we've got the World Cup in the summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, before that, all the players will be away with their training camps. Mm. When they come back, because we've, we've signed this stupid deal that says, in England, we, have, we can't sign any players after August the 10th or whatever it is, um, whereas everyone else can still sign until August the 31st. When are we going to sign these players? We've got four weeks, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Four but, weeks. And they're all going to be on their holidays, aren't they? Well, they'll have agents. Yeah, yeah you're going to sign their agents. Do you, do you think there's players sit in on the negotiations? Uh, all the players do, not. and they're on the phone with the agent. The agent says yeah. you're being offered this by them. Yeah. By them. Yeah. Will you they're take by it? the pool, aren't they? Yeah. And the agent yeah. phones up and says, do you want to play for Arsenal? You've got this offer. And he's sitting there going, well, I'll just go for a swim now. I'll think see how we feel about that. Yeah, yeah. Raul will do the smart thing. He'll, he'll, he'll be jetting around the world, I would have thought. You know, yeah. maybe going from play, a training camp to training camp in Russia. Yeah. You know, that's his job. So he'll find all these players and he'll say to Arsene, got this great player, absolutely fantastic. You know, cheap at the price, got to sign him. You know, he's going to be the next Dale Yang. Finger will go, no, we have Lacazette. <laughs> Well, so this, what's the point? This is, what is the point? Well, well do we know? Shaka. Yeah. You might want to replace Shaka, Bellerin and Rambo. Do we think yeah. Arson yeah. is actually being undermined here? Not if he's still got the final sign-off on. But has he? Well, I think. I think this is. Has I think this yeah. is exactly what Gazidis wanted to do. Um, I think there's an awful lot of truth in the suggestion that him and. Uh, well, definitely him. I'm not sure about Sir Chips Keswick, uh, but definitely wanted us to change manager in the summer. 
and it was Wenger, rather than going out on the lash with uh, the players or whatever, going straight to the Dorchester or whatever hotel uh, Stan was staying at, begging for a new contract, essentially. And then for the rest of the summer, Gazidis uh, says, well, you know what, Arsene, let's do exactly what you want to do. That's absolutely fine. And then we fudged up the entire transfer window. Uh, to which at the yeah. end of it, Gazidis says, right, you've had your month, this is my month, and made these two appointments. Mm. Yeah, good. Well, I just hope you're right. Just, just, I mean... Uh, I mean we, we, we were discussing before we went live whether we thought this was going to be Wenger's last year. Yes. Bearing in mind we've lost six, six games already. Five, uh, haven't it? Five. Five, sorry. Could have been six, but for two minutes on Sunday. Mm. Yeah, but it's not I, um, even... We're not going to win the league then, are we? Uh, we could possibly go on a run six of not tomorrow at the way they're playing. Um, <sighs> you know, if we finish fifth or sixth this year, don't win the Europa League, don't win the FA Cup... Is it curtains? Well, that is the question. Well, and also, the Europa League, right? People are going, oh, we're favourites, we're going to win the Europa League. Hang on a minute. You've got <laughs> Dortmund. Uh, Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid. Milan. Milan. Mil- uh, Lyon. Lyon. Uh, and uh, Napoli. 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 Uh, Sevilla. Sevilla. No, Sevilla played Man United in the... Uh, oh, of course. I mean, it's Atletico Madrid who are the red-hot favourites. We're second favourites according to Odds Checker. Oh, right. Really? And then you've got Napoli, Milan... Um, especially Dortmund who were quite yeah. Spartak Moscow in there we well, yeah, but, but you know but Milan I mean I don't fancy us in the San Siro no mm. no but we, haven't got, we haven't got Henri anymore no, the last time we went there I know we got hammered <laughs> didn't we <laughs> yeah. well uh, on the subject of Europa League um Certainly, I know three of us were in attendance at the Barte Borisov game. David, were you there? I think there was a fourth person. That was must have been you. Uh, no, yeah. I, 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 I sadly had tickets to go and see one of my favourite bands. So um, the thing is, I gave my tickets to a girl that I really fancy at work, and her and her uh, her flatmate went. But it was so cold, they left after half an hour. Oh she my god! Yes, yeah. I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> what, what's her name? I'm going to tell her to listen in. You don't have to compromise anyone. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to name names. It'd be unfair to Kelly McGill. What's her name? Hurts. 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 Oh, yeah. oh well, they're on our label. They're, they're, oh, there we go. Yeah, could go oh. freebies. By the way, <laughs> now can I just can I just say we're st- I'm starting the band. Called ridiculous. Is it in tribute to the football team? <laughs> well, we're discussing. Well, we may well see Highbury Sunshine sometime. Bring, bring an old classic. Right. The reason that I have raised the Barte Borisov game is to discuss the idea that in the old days, if you had a season ticket, does that mean you always went? Because well, obviously yeah. now, Good a point. season ticket as treated as an option to attend a game. Whereas possibly, and this is what I'm asking you guys, at Highbury, and maybe Steve is probably the best person to answer this, because you, did you have a season ticket at Highbury? Or just... oh, for years, yeah. Right, okay. and, well, so, I only stopped having a season ticket when we left Highbury. Right then. Well, actually, that's not technically true. No, I was getting new tickets in the last season. Anyway, you did. me around. You did. I went okay. back to go red. So now, you two can answer this question. I think David's too young. Possibly. Well, I had a season ticket for years, yeah. So when, when you thought, of, right, okay, there's a game on, you didn't think, shall I go or shall I take No, you just went. went. Yeah. yeah right. you did. And if you, you did. couldn't go, you'd bloody well make sure someone, a close friend would borrow your season ticket. Mm. But you'd just go. That would be mm. it. Yeah. I, was, I had a West End season ticket for a long time, 
and then I'd North, uh, North Bank one, then West End, then North Bank. And then I, I missed a couple of years because I went abroad and I came back and it suddenly went all this red level, silver red level stuff. And I said, look, can I just renew my season ticket? They said, no, get to the back of the queue. I went, F you. I've been, got, had a season ticket for my whole life and this is how you treat me. Well, that's how you had that problem then. We, just, we all renewed ours. No, but no, but I, I, I should have done, but I didn't think, you know, it was when I started having a season ticket, it was just a case of, did you have enough money? Yes. It wasn't, yes. you know, if you no get, money, ticket you'd get the ticket. Well, you're going to get it back after two years. Like, well, um, Basti's absence coincided yeah. with uh, our success, basically. Um, it was the demand for yeah. tickets. Well, yeah, yeah, that's it. It was just that. It was that. It was a mm. bad time to go away for a couple of years. Yeah, well, I think I think with with, with me though, David, um, Kev, um, in at Highbury and in the early years of the Emirates, I wouldn't have dreamed of selling my ticket or missing any games at all. Mm. I went to every single match, all mm. of them, a the lot of them. Mm. And then when the tickets started going up to, you know, like 60, 70, 80, 90 quid, yes, for Grade A games, yes. It makes financial sense to miss those grade A games. Yeah, but your your uh, the, yeah. your feet, it's your seat at least is being yeah. used. Oh yeah, so I, yeah. That certainly leave, wasn't the case I'm, at Barte Borisov. No, I'll never leave it empty. Right. See, it's not thing. I mean, uh, a senior manager at my my company who left last year, but one of the very senior managers, he's got two tickets at club level, and uh, not in the corner. Very the cheap, very cheap ones are two and a half grand a year. He's got two close to centre, five grand a pop. And he only goes about three or four times a year. Right. It's just for having, you know, the opportunity to go to Arsenal if you want to, or going for your Facebook check-in and selfie. Right. So nice basically, it, it is an option. Exactly. Honestly. Well, yeah, so, I mean, but... That, that, and you get a free watered-down point of carling at half-time, so... <laughs> but that's the sort of fellow who might use his yacht in, you know, yeah. well, or, or yeah. his chalet yeah. in San Moritz now and again. Yeah. Right, I'm, all, I'm just going to go now for a figure uh, to the nearest... What? Thank you. have got ghosts. So to the nearest thousand. There's a political now, that? Basti's lost his I'm asking <laughs> now for a prediction on the Friday 22nd attendance against Liverpool. Attendance? I want to know what you think. To the nearest thousand, how many will show up? What, Liverpool at home? On Friday the 22nd of December. Are we talking tickets sold or no, actual... actual bodies? Two days before Christmas. Bombs on seats. Three days before Right, so the well, last day of work. Well, we've got a guy is going to be in his chalet in San Moritz. It's Christmas on a Monday. It's Christmas on a Monday this year. It is. Oh, so it's three days before Christmas. Uh, I don't know. That's... Well, I reckon, I reckon it'd be 60,000. You think it'll be Why would anyone stadium? not go to that game? Because it's a Friday night before Christmas. Yeah, well, but what else are they going to do? I think a lot of tourists are going to go. I, I mean, mean, I mean, more reasons I mean there, there's a long-running joke that um, Liverpool fans had troubles getting to the derby on Saturday because flights from Norway were being cancelled. <laughs> um, but it, I mean, I've been told by friends of mine who are Liverpool fans, and they go there, they are surrounded by tourists. I mean, Christ, I mean, uh, a couple of times, no, the very few times I've been able to, to go to Arsenal games, I've had to sell my ticket through Ticket Exchange, that they go in two seconds. Bought by a tourist straight away. Are they single or a pair? They're single. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because my, my dad, the first time I couldn't go, my dad told me to never come again because this gorgeous 18 year old Japanese girl, mm. um, massive Adam's apple, was sat next to him. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, he, he didn't want me to come back again. <laughs> but I'm sorry, what was the Adam's <laughs> apple bit? It was a delivery joke. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, 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 I don't know someone with an Adam's apple fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, his name was. Um, no, no, but, no, but seriously, I mean, uh, people get rid of their, their ticket exchange, uh, their stuff through ticket exchange, and you know, a holiday. Um, 
tourists in London. It's like if you're in New York and you get to go and see a baseball match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course you'll go. I think I, I agree with, with Steve. I think it'll sell out. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it'll be, be a 58 I think it might crash with a few Christmas parties and stuff, so mm. maybe not then. Okay. I think most Christmas parties are over by that day. But by that time, yeah, everyone's, just, no, I would say at least 55. Everyone's finished not full, yeah. And if it's a mild night, then you're guaranteed. What about scores? Oh, if you want to predict a score then, go on. What about West Ham first? Well, I reckon we'll beat West Ham tomorrow night. One all. Let's do them. Right, so two and a draw. And for Liverpool? Fucking hell, I'm scared. Right, we'll take that as a defeat. David? Uh, two one defeat. Steve? Uh, I think we'll beat them. We have to beat them. One win, <laughs> there is that. <laughs> right. yeah. Okay, well, we've I been didn't going... say defeat, I just said fucking hell, I'm scared. Okay, right, alright. Well, um, we've been going for Salah, over... that Salah bloke. Yes. Would you have him? Well, oh, he seems to be playing alright this season. How good is he? Uh, we've been going for over an hour, and I know one of the panel has a commitment to attend a works Christmas party. <laughs> so, on that note, I will just give a quick plug for the current issue of the Guna, coincidentally uh, awarded the fanzine of the year. I'm gutted my invite got lost in the post to the dinner. Uh, really the policy am. was to ask regular contributors who basically contribute every single issue and uh, most of them this series, this almost but um, for, for a longer time anyway oh. and never get paid or rewarded anyway you get lots of food through this here podcast <laughs> oh <laughs> god the way they work it god uh, this is what I call corporate yeah. oh, 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 the guys who were there uh, oh. basically we've never really done anything you so you're not adding up I would have liked to invite three times the number of people I did oh However, we could only. I was hoping to be an after-dinner speaker, Kev. To a table. Actually, I went in disguise as James Richardson. Well, that, uh, <laughs> I didn't Some even know questions. it was taking place. I no, didn't even you know. know. I was, I was in blissful ignorance I, until you brought it up. I, I didn't think we'd have a, a cat in hell's chance of winning, and I just thought it would slip under the radar. So, how many fanzines are there that, that are still going physically, Kev? I'd, I'd guesstimate there are probably around twenty to thirty in the, in the entire football league. Just in, in, in England and probably Scotland as well. Right. Only, only 20 or 30? At the most. Blimey. Yeah. And we yeah. won. We did win. Well, I mean, you know, you had to be nominated, but we you got other, nominated. The other, presumably the other 19 are still put together on, um, on typewriters. <laughs> Some of them look far better than the Gooner, in all fairness. But, oh, uh, can I just put a little plug in then for the Hampstead Village Voice, which has more Arsenal players in it than any edition. If you do happen to be li- living somewhere in Camden, West Hampstead, Hampstead, South End Green... Highgate, as far afield as gold as green, you can buy the Hampstead Village Voice, which has got a very good review of uh, 89, the film, and is littered full of Arsenal players throughout the whole magazine. There you go. Plug over. Including Freddie Lundberg, by the way. We will just do a quick plug for the current Guna, which can be bought outside the ground at the home and away matches, or online if you wish to order it through the store section of the Guna website. It's a bit of a 1989 special this time around, with tons of nostalgia and subscriptions are also available. If you want details of the content, just click on the issue cover on the right side of our website's homepage, onlineguna.com. As usual, a reminder... Of the year. Oh, I will just quickly say thanks to Pete Mountford. The reason I didn't ask your question, which was how much rooted disinterest and detachment from the club is the Venker-Cronky situation causing? How much long-term damage could this do to the fan base, the club and its status... I think we've 
pretty much covered that many times before, and will do again, but we didn't have time tonight. Brief answer, brief answer, Pete. This season, not at all. Last year, a lot. Anyway, as usual, a reminder that you can contact us regarding anything to do with the podcast via Twitter at GoonaPodcast and email GoonaPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for your questions and topics submitted for today. With that, it's goodbye from David. Goodbye. Mustafa. Goodbye. And Steve. Goodbye. And Merry, Merry Christmas to all of Oh, yes, and a Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. And after all your celebrations, we will be back with the next edition in January. Until then, this is your host, Kevin Witcher, saying goodbye and thank you for listening. La-di-da-di-da, la-di-da-di-dee, all good friends and jolly good company. Bye-bye.